0: Good morning, everybody. I don't want to lose this. Put that right there. Well, it's good to be here. Uh, it's always a privilege to be able to share with you on a Sunday morning like this. And I'll be honest with you. I've sat, I think having not preached very often, I get to sit in the chairs. And I'm not talking about Pitlochry Baptist Church, but through years of experience, I know what it's like. So, I think let's work together to have a good morning. Do you know what I mean? Because if, if I lose you along the way, all this brilliant preparation or anything I've done will, will be kind of pointless. So, if, if we start to nod off, just stick with me. And here's the promise I'll make it short today. Is that a deal? Is that a deal? I'll do it. All right. Um, we are continuing to look at the Lord's Prayer. And sometimes I've whined in the past about the, 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 the preachers I've been given, the topics or the scripture, you know, like I've thought, oh, this is such a uh, dodgy. This one is great. It's about food. I mean, what, could, what, what would be better than preaching about food? Because I, I really love food. I know you can't tell. But anyway, we're, we're going to look at the Lord's Prayer. Um, let's read it. I'll read from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, 9 through 13. This is the Lord's Prayer. Many of you will know it. Uh, this is the NIV. So if you find a the and thou is out of place, that's because it's different from what you may have learned in school. But Matthew 6, we will focus on verse 11 ultimately but let's read the whole thing to kind of tune us towards that. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is, as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Let's pray together. Father, as, as we examine what it is to pray, Father, I ask that you will help us as a congregation, as individuals, to take on board the idea that you have given us wisdom and guidance on how we can speak to you. You've, you've given us um, a way that we can we come to you and make a request known to you and represent you in the way we, we speak and, and pray. Thank you, Father, for this prayer as a model but Lord, may our hearts be aligned to it. May, not, may it not just be words that we've memorized or that we say. May there be some depth and meat into it for us. So may that be true for us as individuals, but for also our congregation. And Lord, just grow us as a praying church. I thank you that there are folk within this church who, who long for you through prayer. Father, continue to develop our muscles in this, and, and may we do it together. And bless us as we look at your word this morning, Father, just what you want to come across May it happen. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Often, this is referred to as the Lord's Prayer. Um, But I think another way for us to think about it is really it's a model prayer for us. It's uh, the disciples' prayer. This is an example of what Jesus shared with the disciples when they said, Teach us how to pray. This is how he he told them to do it. And um, it's interesting because we go into this section that relates to us. But if you were to look at the last few weeks, uh, the first part of this prayer relates to, to God. And some people have even suggested that there's a, a connection between the Lord's Prayer or the Disciples' Prayer and the Ten Commandments. Because if you think about the Ten Commandments, they start off with this, this, you shall have no other gods before me. But with this prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So there's this consistency throughout Scripture of who God is, as the only authority, the only one that we can go to, the only one we should worship, the only one who can sustain us, and does sustain us. So the Lord's Prayer starts in the same place as the Old Testament Ten Commandments, in so many other places you can go, that it's God. He is the ultimate one we go to. I want you to listen to, for the phrase, All things. I'm going to read a few scriptures, and this is just kind of the character of God comes out in this. And this is the foundation of where we get to with verse 11. So tune into the words, all things just now. John 1.3, through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Colossians 1.17, he is before all things. And in him all things hold together. Hebrews 1, 3, this is about Jesus. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. One more, 1 Corinthians 1, 8 through 6. Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom are all things, and we exist for him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we exist through him. It kind of can be hard for me just to read these scriptures, but did you hear the theme how everything, all things, are sustained and upheld, created, and for the purposes of God? It's all there. I like how William Barclay writes about this. He says, it is only when God is given his proper place that all other things fall into their proper places. So it's appropriate that this prayer starts with God and our hallowing his name and his kingdom come his will be done now we get to the section that we're in today give us this day our daily bread this word give is a request it's us asking God for something there seems to be a spectrum of people when it comes to asking for things Uh, there are some people who are quite comfortable with asking for anything They'll ask complete strangers for things. When I was in school, we regularly would have people in the lunch line who would say, hey, can I have 50 cents? And, and Constantly, there were always people asking for stuff. It didn't matter who you were. There, were. there was one guy one time, his name was Cedric, I won't tell you his last name. He asked to use my, my uh, stick arm deodorant. You, I, I don't know about you, because I don't share stick arm deodorant, that sort of thing. It's just, it's just a bit kind of gross. But there but are people who have no problem asking for things. On the other side of the spectrum are people who really struggle to ask for something. Which one are you? Which side of the spectrum do you fall in? Do you find it quite easy to ask anyone for anything? I tell you what, this is for audience participation. How many of you would say, yes, I have no problem, I can ask for things? I see, a little, I see a couple of hands coming up. How many of you find it rather difficult to ask for things? That's my camp. I, 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 can, I can relate to that one. Um, for us who find it difficult to ask for things, we tend to, uh, to be a bit tricky about it. For example, you might say, can I borrow your pen? And, and really, you never intend to give it back. What else do we, for us who find it difficult to ask for things, how else do we kind of change the words when we're actually asking for something, but we, we really don't? Does any, what Does is it? Did somebody say? How do we do that? You can tell me. Talk back to me. How do we ask for things when we really don't want to? Anyone? Yes, a bit, a bit sheepishly. Would it be okay if if I come over and hang out with you? What else do we do? What else? What else do we say? How else do we do this? Please. (laughs) I don't know if that's bad to make it polite, but yes, sometimes we might overpolite. You know, do overpolite. What else? What else do we do? I'm sorry to bother you. I'm yes. We apologize, don't we? I'm sorry could you just not chew with your mouth open right now? You know, we, we, we tend to have, we apologize about asking for things. What, anything else come, come right to, to mind or anything? I, I, I tend to do that, uh, and my wife has kind of given me a hard time about it, and you may have received one of these asks from me. Could you do this? I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to, but, but could, you, could you help with Holiday Club? Please, maybe, I know you don't, if you're busy, you, you probably have gotten some of those from me before, but... Um, so, some of us are really comfortable with asking and don't mind asking whoever for whatever. And then there's others of us who don't really like to ask for things if we don't have to. There's some people who probably would just really die rather than ask people for help. And there's a number of reasons for that. And there's a spectrum in between. But when we get to this first word in verse 11, it's an ask, it's a solid ask. The word Jesus uses here is give us this day our daily bread. It's not, um, let us earn this day our daily bread. It's not, let us borrow this day our daily bread. It's not, could could I pay you back for today's bread? Could you sell me some bread today? That would be helpful. It's none of those things. It's a total ask. Give us this day our daily bread. And give is the right word because it truthfully represents the character and position of God. God is the only one who can and wants to give us the things we need. He is the only one who can do that. So it positionally places God in the right place when we ask. There's nothing that we can borrow from God or buy from God. He's the only one who can do this. Last week, several verses were read from Matthew 6. Let me repeat verses 25 and 26 as a reminder of the goodness of God. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? God is for us. He is the one who is the provider of all things. Everything that we benefit from, God has a hand in. Everything in this room. God will have created the materials that make the chairs that we sit in. Everything. There is nothing that we cannot trace back to the provision and the creation and the sustainability of God. And you might think that's a bit of a faith statement. Perhaps. But if you don't believe that, that's a faith statement as well. Give is the right word for us because it truthfully represents our character and position as utterly dependent on God. John 15, 5, we looked at this in a family service a few months ago. I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me and I in him, and I in him bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. When we pray, give us We're praying this because God, our Father, is the provider of all things. There's nothing that we can do that God does not have his hand in. That's true for the Christian as well as the non-believer. Just because one doesn't believe in God does not mean they don't benefit from God's creation and provision. So give the first request of these three, or some say four, that you find in this passage. Give us this day. Um, I, w- I want to be sensitive here, but, but I think it's, it's okay. Uh, last year, around this time, we had a, a family service, and we had Andy and Heinel up here. Do you remember this? And, and, we, and we did an interview with Andy. And um, you know, Andy was going through a, a challenging time at that point, and he shared with us just one of the things that the Lord was teaching him and showing him. That each day, God's mercies are new and that we need it each day. I don't know about for you, but that really was a ministry to me. And even when I visited with Heinle, we've had that same theme come up in conversations. That each day, we need provision from God. Andy shared some scripture. I don't remember specifically what he shared. It may have been this. This is a scripture from Lamentations, and and, and sometimes some folks will will suggest the Old Testament is not worthwhile, or it doesn't have relevance for us, or it doesn't speak to us as much. That's just not true. Um, And the book of Lamentations, Lamenting, it it seems, really, what's the point of that? But actually, it connects us to the reality that as God's people, we go through hurts, and we go through times where we need to just depend on him. And so in the midst of, of these laments and these prayers where, where the writer is, is crying out to God for help. Listen to this, Lamentations 3, 21 through 26. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Give us this day. We need God's provision daily. It's important that we don't just ask God for things we need uh, for for later on or for, uh, for another time, but for every day. And, and really, if you think about it, the needs for our day change. If it's literal food, our needs may change from day to day. To do a hike or a walk up bin Raki requires more calories, more energy than to just sit and watch your favorite television show. I know that none of you watch television. We're quite an industrious bunch here. <laughs> Everyone works really hard, and so you all need a robust diet. But From day to day, our needs change. We don't need as much sustenance some days. In other days, we actually need more. That's not just true with food, is it? It's true emotionally, too. Are there days that you know, oh, this is going to be a rough one? You know this is going to be a tough day. Maybe there's some Sundays you come to church, you see you preach, you know this is going to be a tough day. Whatever it may be, there are some days that are just tougher. Some days are wonderful. How about the weather this last week? Who liked, who enjoyed the heat this past week? I enjoyed it as well. Who, who hated it? Who just thought, this is way too miserably hot? Yes, I see that hand back there, sir. Our, our needs change from day to day, so it's appropriate to go to the Lord. In asking God daily for our needs, it's a way of worshiping and acknowledging Him as the provider of our daily needs. It sets our hearts towards Him and acknowledges worshipfully that He is the one who provides all these things. Give us this day our daily bread. Do you feel it? I don't even know what time it is. My watch is gone. Jocelyn suggested I could look at that clock. Oh, we're so good. (laughs) We're more than halfway done. It's a verse. It's like seven words. I mean, you know, why make it long? Give us this day our daily bread. The word daily here is a bit tricky. It's only found in ancient Greek writing, really in this passage right here and in the parallel passage in Luke. It's, some folks have speculated this was a creation of one of the gospel writers. There, there, there have been some some things about it being in other places, but it's a it's a bit we won't go into that because I'm not quite too sure about it, but I can tell you this, this is a rare word. So it's 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 led to how do we interpret this? How do we understand this daily bread business? There's lots of folks who have taken taken a an, you know, the, a stab at it, if you will. They've, they've tried to come up with different things. Let me share with them, some of them with you. Uh, some folks have identified the bread, and this daily bread is the bread of the Lord's Supper. And oftentimes, this passage may be read at the Lord's Supper. So some folks see this as, as that connection that happens when we come together in communion. Some people see the bread as spiritual food, the word of God. A couple of weeks ago, Stevie McLaren... Uh, was with our youth. And he shared about um, an app called Our Daily Bread. Uh, is anyone familiar with Our Daily Bread? Um, and it reminded me of when I first became a Christian. So I became a Christian as a young man um, around 11, 12, 10, somewhere in there, somewhere in that decade. And um, we would drive to school, my mom and I. My mom worked at the school that I went to, which is kind of dreadful, actually. Um, so, for those of you who have parents as teachers or you have children in the school, we, I, I get it, I understand it. She was just a secretary, but she was positioned in a spot where if I got in trouble, she could see down the hall. So I would usually kind of just try to stand like this. Is um, so it had its good and bads, right? But we would go to school in this beautiful 1970s Ford Thunderbird. The car is as long as this church building, and it was great. I thought about showing you a picture, but half of you can't see. And by the way, for those of you in this section, and definitely in that section, apologies. We'll come back to that in a bit. But um, every morning, one of the things that she cultivated in my life, and it was actually brilliant, was in the glove box of this beautiful Thunderbird was a little magazine called Our Daily Bread. And she would have me read the devotion on the way to school. I can't say that my heart was always in it, to be candid. But what a wonderful discipline it created in my life. And actually, it was usually pretty good. Even as a little kid, I enjoyed it. So some folks look at this and it says, they see this daily bread as really feasting on the word of God, an opportunity to have that daily. The bread has been taken to stand for Jesus himself. You'll remember in John 6, uh, in the 30s that Jesus actually called himself the bread of life. And, and so some people see this as, as as we need our daily intake of Jesus. Now of those three things that I've just suggested to you, uh, people will look at this passage, are any of those bad? None of those are bad actually. Those are all really helpful and, and appropriate ways to to think about our daily bread. A straight reading of the passage just seems to suggest it's about the literal daily provisions we need and that too is something that God is very involved and concerned about after leaving Egypt you remember that the Hebrew people were out in the wilderness and um, they began to grumble about food I suspect I would grumble about food as well Um, I I like to eat and and so they were fussing about food and do you remember how the Lord handled this He, um, he did this amazing thing In Exodus chapter 16, he began to provide for them daily bread, daily manna. I'll just read one of the verses from Exodus 16 just to kind of get us back to the scene. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for the day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. You remember that some of the people gathered a little bit of extra bread, and they kept it overnight, and it didn't keep it was nasty. It had maggots and things in it. The next day, except for the Sabbath, but that's a that's another piece. Um, why do you think? Talk back to me for a second. Why do you think that God would have them only get the bread for that day that they needed? What what was God doing with that? Process out loud for those of you who are verbal processors. What's going on there? Show them that He provides every day. What else was being said? Somebody else. Discipline. Discipline. Yes. Trusting in him, listening not to worry about things. How many of us struggle with those things? Listening, trusting in him, being disciplined. Isn't God the good, good father? He teaches us things through the work that we have to do sometimes. So this daily life important activity, the Hebrew people had to go get their bread and just the bread that they needed for that day. When we come to the Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Whichever of those things that come to mind, that's what we need to do. We need to go to him every day. And whether it's feasting on his word or literal food, some of this is about context, isn't it, in the the situation we live in. Where we live, most of us in this room have an abundance of food. Think about what this prayer would be like for a place where people really struggle to have their food every day, how this line would just resonate in a different way versus a place where there's bread all over the place. I went to the co-op this morning, and I bought this Parisian baguette. How many of you have bought a Parisian baguette from the co-op? Have you brought any other bread from the co-op? Perhaps you're thinking we'd have another place that we get our bread. But, but this is a fresh baguette. When we lived in the States, there was a guy in the Walmart in St. Marcus. You guys may remember this. And he would just yell from the back of the room or wherever he was, he had this cart and he'd say, fresh bread! And he would, he would just run around and, and, and try to get folks to, to, to buy his bread. Now, if I cut this bread open, uh, it's, it's really going to be nice because it's fresh, it, it's soft. Um, some of you may not be able to eat bread, but for those of you who know what I'm talking about, it's really good. How many of you have bread makers? Do any of you make bread at home? Man, as a kid, to go to my friend's house where there were bread makers, or my grandma had a bread maker as well, that smell of fresh bread cooking, is so good. Isn't it so nice? And then there's flavors, artesian breads, all kinds of things. If we cut this bread open and we save it for two days, what's going to happen to it? It's going to become a bat. <laughs> it's going it's to really become hard and not so tasty. And you can throw it in the microwave, and it still doesn't matter. It's still not nearly as good as the day it's meant to be consumed. Uh, the, the place where this was written, and that's one of the wonderful things about Jesus as a teacher, as, as someone who just connected with people. He's writing and speaking from a place that um, is the Fertile Crescent. It's the bread basket. The, this, is, this is a people who get this idea of having bread every day. And so to think of what it is to have our daily bread, it's fresh, it's fresh. It's what we need for that day, and if we try to hold on to it for the next day, it's not really as good. I've got a couple questions for you to reflect on. Um, are you asking God to meet your needs? Do we actually do that? Do, do we go to God and say, give us this thing that we need? In the next couple of weeks, we'll explore the Lord's Prayer some more, but, but you'll see this. When we ask for our bread today, that, that covers today. But you know what comes next? Forgive us our debts. That that goes towards the past. And then lead us not into temptation. That talks about the future. So really in this short model prayer, we're asking God to cover everything. The issues of our past, the issues of our future, but we're focused today on today. Do we ask God for things that we need today? Are you holding on to things from yesterday? I've, I've talked to a lot of people who will even talk about their faith and their spiritual lives. That they're actually living on the fuel of maybe a few years before. Do you know what I mean? Maybe you can think back to a time where your faith was really strong. Your moments with the Lord were really solid. You really, you had the season of just this wonderful relationship with God. And don't misunderstand me. There are seasons for, for the strongest of, of faith, okay? There are going to just be times when it's no good. We go through heartache, we go through things. So I, I'm not trying to suggest that it's always roses if you walk with the Lord, but but are there times when we might just kind of neglect that relationship with God and, and, and just walk on what we had in the past? Maybe it was a wonderful youth group experience. Uh, I hope that would be the case for the non-youth here right now. But, or maybe, you know, Maybe it was just this wonderful time in the 80s. The worship was so good. I don't know. I don't know if the worship was very good in the 80s. I don't remember. I was young. But, um, I, well, I, sorry. Drew, you're not the oldest person in the room. I just think of you as a worship guy up here or authority. Actually, the 80s were okay. That's when I became a Christian. We had some good music back in the 80s. so Some of you were like, bring it back. Anyway, was there a time that you think this was me? This is when I really was walking with the Lord and it was great. Are we relying on the bread of yesterday it's easy to burn the fuel, isn't it? If you don't put, what do we say? I want to say gas, but it's not gas, petrol. If you don't put petrol or diesel in the car, it runs out. We need to touch base with Jesus every day. I'm done. And that's okay, isn't it? I could tell you more stories, but what we're going to do is we're going to... I want, I want, I want us to just reflect for just a second on those questions. I'll send this today to home groups so that you can have that for those of you who are meeting this summer... But I just want you to think, is there anything you need to ask God for today? So I'm going to give you a few moments of silence for, for just you to reflect on that and maybe even just right now pray about that. And then I'll close us in prayer. Okay? Give us this day our daily bread. God, we run, out. we run out of fuel so fast. And there's nobody here that's not experienced that, Lord. We just see that model in Jesus even that he spent time with you daily. Um, so, Father, forgive us where, where we will have fallen short in coming to you each day. Forgive me, Father. I, I certainly will have fallen short in that. You are the only one who can meet our needs, who can give us clarity and peace and just the daily provision that we need each day. Father, for the people in this room who might just be thinking to themselves, I I work hard. I I have the things I have because of my work and uh, the investment of others. Lord, uh, I ask that convictionally, you would help those folks to see that, that you still are the author of those things. God, thank you for giving us the ability to work hard. Thank you for giving us the ability to enjoy the taste of food. All the things that you provide, God, are so good. Thank you for these things. God, we need you to meet our needs. Lord, I know that in here there are, there are people who have uh, hurts, emotional needs, things that are just deep. God, give, give this day the daily bread for that. Lord, there are people in the room who just struggle financially. Um, it's tight. It's tight. Father, some people think of, of the word breadwinner. Uh, this, this idea of bread being connected to our physical daily needs is strong. It's there. So, Lord, for, the, for, for, for those in the room who just have financial needs or material needs, meet those things. Give them today their daily bread. Father, for those of us who may think we need things that we don't, conform our perspective. Help us to recognize that we don't have to worry about tomorrow or uh, the needs that we can't control. Um, Just give us today what we need. And Father, as we'll look in the next couple weeks, forgive us of the things that have gone wrong in the past. And Lord, help us with temptation in the future. Completely and wholly supply us with the things that we need so that our lives can glorify your name. Fathers, Deirdre mentioned earlier, for those in the room who may not know you, who, who, who might just struggle with the idea of God or faith, I ask God that you in particular would draw those individuals to truth. And I genuinely mean that, Lord, not a manipulated um, thing, but God, you, you know the needs of each person in this room. So for those who are in the room who have doubts or just are indifferent towards you, God, just, just work in their lives specifically where they, they need to hear from you. Provide for them that daily bread, so that they might actually know you for real. Bless us as we continue in our time of worship through, through giving and all the things that are left in the service, and thank you, Father. Thank you for showing us through this disciples' prayer how we can pray, and it's in the name of Jesus we pray, amen.